Our school was known for uh, heroin use and cocaine. Yeah, my high school, heroin. And Confederate flags for some reason, which I never understood. We're back, Santana. Pull up your stuff you on your laptop. You I'm, I'm working on it. Santana's scrambling right now. <laughs> Jesus. Santana, I've been looking what forward to this all day. <laughs> Hit it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Becoming a Doctor, a podcast where two fourth-year medical students, that's us, talk about the only thing that we ever talk about, which is medical school. Yay. Yay. I'm your host, Santana Sanchez. I'm your co-host, Kevin Gale. And you can find this podcast on becomingadoctorpod.com. Also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Twitter at Becoming a Doc Pod. I love that on Twitter, every time I post an episode, there's an automatic tweet that says new hot takes. It's so <laughs> great. Did we set that up together? Uh, no, you set that up. Oh, well, whatever. On every your time. own. I love that. Automatic tweets. How many followers we got these days? On. Un- Uncountable, uh, innumerable. Okay, five. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, is that the intro? That's the intro. All right, let's. You guys know what it, it is. It's becoming a doctor with KJG <laughs> and Santa. Yes, sir. Recording live from the HQ. All right, this is a special episode. Tell me why. It's a birthday episode. Birthday episode. Happy birthday, Kevin. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's not. You're lying to our listeners. On this day, 55 <laughs> years ago, <laughs> Kevin was one day away from being born because your birthday is tomorrow. Birthday is tomorrow, but it's close enough. I appreciate the little shout out. Um, Happy birthday. Are you going to make a birthday wish? Uh, yep. I wish for more listeners and followers. <laughs> wow. I think if you say it out loud, it doesn't come true, though. So Yeah, well, that's <laughs> never going to come true. Okay, enough about my birthday. What's the first segment? I Santa? hope it's merry and bright. <laughs> What's the first segment? Um, so I'm on a... Well, you're on vacation. Yes. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, a month off of med school. It's so nice. I'm... A, on uh, an elective rotation, so we both have a lot more free time on our hands. So yeah, because we just got done with the ICU, mm-hmm. less free time. Yeah. <laughs> now I have a month off all the free time. What's your elective? Cardiology. Excellent. Uh, that's doctors of the heart. <laughs> uh, is this the first segment? Are you going to give me the breakdown on cardiology? No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. I'm just saying with all this extra free time, we've been binging TV shows. Yes. Not anything else. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to talk about um, medical TV shows specifically. Which ones are accurate? This Spoiler alert, it's none of them. <laughs> which ones are the most accurate? This is, this is genius because um, I got home... 
I don't know, some morning at like eight thirty in the morning, and and our our third roommate, mm-hmm. the OG fan of the pod, yep, best of the best, Francesca Pietrantonio. Yep. She was like laying on the couch. It's like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm just binging Grey's Anatomy right now. And I thought to myself, aren't the Olympics going on right now once every four years? And instead of watching live Olympics, she was binging medical show TV. Well, what time of day was it? Dude, Olympics 24-7, my man. I don't think that's true. It is on our on YouTube TV. We can watch 24-7. But it's not live 24-7. Anyways, that's beside the point. <laughs> okay. Yes, she's watching Grey's Anatomy. Yep, and that's what made you think of it, probably. Exactly. Everybody's yep. watching it these days. Yep. 17 seasons. Yes, and there's tons of medical shows. Longest running TV show no clue currently on air give me the breakdown though this is going to be a good segment all right well i mean i'm gonna so i found an article from tvinsider.com yeah trusted source on yeah tv medicine (laughs) i want you to uh to guess what the most accurate uh medical show is can you give me like five options sure i'll read off the whole list and then you tell me which okay. one you think is the top this, dog yep, yep so there's Grey's anatomy obviously um yep there's scrubs there's uh chicago med it's apparently still running I've okay i've heard of it yep code black okay did you watch that one one of my favorites <laughs> er okay the Good Doctor, hmm. also still running. Uh, New Amsterdam, that's not it. So <laughs> you can ignore that one. Uh, House, no way. I've heard House is so wrong. Private Practice, which is apparently a spinoff of Grey's Anatomy. Okay, that's not it either. And that's it. That's a list. Okay, so I've seen Scrubs with you and Franny. You guys have had me watch like maybe five or ten episodes. Yep. Can't be, cannot be Scrubs. Why not? (laughs) JD and Turk. Um, I've seen, I've heard Grey's Anatomy is inaccurate. What's the ER? Was that George Clooney? Yeah, George Clooney. And what's uh, the fourth one you said? The fourth one I said? uh, The third or fourth? The other one was The Good Doctor and then House. I'm going to go with ER. ER. Yep. The OG. Hard to screw that up. ER started in 1994. Okay. Premiered. That's the same year I premiered. <laughs> uh, ER gets a score of 7 out of 10. That seems pretty good. Which is not first. Oh, dang it. All right, what's first? It's tied for third. First is Scrubs. Baloney. You immediately <laughs> discounted it. Scrubs? Surprising. I'll read the Wait, I'll read the you copy. said Scrubs? Scr- this is madness. Scrubs. This is madness. One more time. This is madness. What is that from? Uh, that's C-3PO, my, my man. Oh. Uh, okay, so Scrubs. Uh, it says, it. surprisingly, TV comedy Scrubs ranks as the most realistic medical show with an overall score of 9 out of 10. Though not perfect, Scrubs manages to capture the residency training process and the dynamics of a hospital. Plus, it has realistic cases. That's it. That's all I give us. Oh, that's pretty good. Nine out of ten. Let's see what it says about ER. Wait, wait. You've seen all the episodes of Scrubs, right? Or like most yeah. of them. Yeah, when I was in high school. Do you do you agree with that? I wa- I haven't really watched it recently. You've watched like fifteen or twenty with Franny recently. 
Did it seem realistic at all? Uh, Isn't JD... What are their names? Yeah, JD? It's, it's relatively realistic. Isn't JD like hooking up with one of his co-residents on like week one or something? Um, Yeah. Like at the hospital all but the time? Uh... I don't think so. I don't know. I'm not a scrubs <laughs> expert. We got to get a scrubs fan out here. They do rounds. Yeah. They do night shifts. <laughs> okay. Two for two on that. They yeah. wear masks in the OR. Okay. Yep. Let's see what it says about ER. ER, seven out of 10. Still not bad. S- still not bad. I've never watched it. I've heard it's good. Yep. Before my time, really. Uh, ER actually demonstrates how difficult it is to be an emergency doctor. Blah, 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 blah. They often exaggerate how effective CPR actually is. <laughs> this, is like- in- this is interesting. When I was in my palliative care in hospice, yeah, the little inch, the little speech, uh, the palliative care physician would say when he was saying, "Do you want to be full code, etc., cetera, etc.?" Cetera, I'm gonna boil it down. <laughs> <laughs> little ASMR. <laughs> we need more ASMR in this podcast. Uh, he was said. Um, when somebody's heart stops and they need compressions, 50% of people make it back on average. Mm-hmm. So your success rate is already low. Right. 50% of that 50% are able to be discharged from the hospital successfully. So that's w- even lower that you're going to be discharged from the hospital. Okay. 25%, some would say. <laughs> and then he'd say, and then he'd kind of be like, and that's for every patient ever. You know, if you have a lot more, you know, if you're older age, a lot more diseases, diagnoses, mm-hmm. your percentages are going down and down and down and down. And like that was his like way of saying CPR is not that successful, really. Right. Um, so ER, I guess they're what? Overplaying the CPR? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. yeah. I. This would be a good. This would be, would have been a good one for a MythBuster segment. The, <laughs> how successful CPR truly is, right? Like it is. It's. We'll we'll save it. We'll save it for save next it week. for next time. Uh, okay, Grey's Anatomy came in last place. Score of three out of ten. Wait, uh, this is the one Franny's binging currently. Yep, <laughs> she's probably thinking to herself, "Oh man, this is just like Santana at work every day." Well, <laughs> and yours here to say no, no, three <laughs> out of ten. Uh, okay, I don't want to read this caption. Okay, anyways, what a fun segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you really gave it your all on that one. You know, <laughs> this is what I think about this. I've just about had enough of you. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. <laughs> Calm down, doctor. <laughs> Let's just do an hour of of, of samples. Uh, uh, okay. Let's move on. Oh well. Well, uh, I think the next segment is always our guest. Yeah. Special guest secret. Pretty excited for it. Open up your cell phone because it's time to go mobile. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Who's a guest this week, Kevin? Press it again. Time to go mobile. It's a secret, dude. Stop trying to pressure me. Here we go. Who do you think it is? I don't know. I know. That's why it's a secret. (laughs) Hello? 
Hello? Bueno? It's a secret. Tell Santana who the surprise guest is. Hi, Santana. It's your boy, Lorenzo. What up, dog? <laughs> Didn't I just talk to you? Yeah, we did just talk. And you told me straight to my face that you would never come on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, in front of that one dude. Yeah, that when, was messed up. When was this? Like an hour ago? 30 minutes ago. probably. Uh, yeah, this was... Lorenzo, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> I know. I, I saw the disappointment in your eyes. I was like, damn, I'm really doing this. I know. I went into my car, cried for 15 minutes. <laughs> like, I'll never get Lorenzo. But surprise, surprise, I had already had it scheduled for wow. weeks. Right, Lorenzo? I mean, I heard that I was the second option, so... <laughs> no way. You're the first option. Always, for both of us. Uh, You're an S-tier that's guest. That's what Armand told me. <laughs> what? I was told I was the second option, but that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Sometimes when you're the producer, you're scrambling for guest spots. Hang on a sec. <laughs> All right, Lorenzo, uh, because you were surprised, I didn't give Santana any info on who it would be, so I want you to introduce yourself to the pod. Who is Lorenzo? Am I introducing myself to like the class or to random people? Randos. Randos. Think, okay. think like, uh, imagine yourself talking to my dad and, and Santana's mom. <laughs> Santana's mom. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, my name's Lorenzo. Uh, I'm the son of Lorenzo and Maria. Mm. Uh, I'm 26, and I go to medical school, and that's been my life so far (laughs) yeah that's that's pretty good were you very accurate born and raised in minnesota did you go to school undergrad in minnesota that kind of thing yeah i was born in uh robbinsdale minnesota mercy hospital uh, by this uh filipino nurse practitioner my mom always makes a point to say that (laughs) um and i've lived here my entire life went to school in northern minnesota Hello. Our school was known for uh, heroin use and cocaine. Was it really? Your high school? <laughs> yeah. yeah, my high school. Is it, still, is it still known for heroin use and cocaine? I think so. Minnesota's number one in heroin and use. And Confederate flags for some reason, which oh I never gosh. understood. Well, I have more respect for you, Lorenzo, for turning out like a normal human being then. Well... I'm not that normal, but... Well, you're not doing heroin and co- cocaine, so that's at least a one win. True. True. I did survive that. <laughs> um, and then, what was what was the school up north, the undergrad, the small... St. Francis High School. Oh, no. Where did you go to called. undergrad, though? Oh, I went to the U. Okay. Go Gophers. University of Minnesota. Yeah. Exactly. Row every, the boat. Every time I think of you, Lorenzo, I think of uh, a huge gopher. <laughs> A yep. gopher <laughs> cares very much uh, about uh, U of M sports. Uh no, I I don't like the U of M sports at all. <laughs> I'm just saying, sorry, Santana. So- sorry, David, but they suck. Um, hey, man. And I want. Uh, were you part of the LMSA with uh, Santana? Kind of, peripherally kind of. involved. Per- he was more of a uh, sleeper cell. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of like a shadow president. Yes, but no Santana, doubt. Santana was the light, and I was like the shadow. Yeah, I was merely a puppet. Yeah, a figurehead. You were pulling the strings, Lorenzo. <laughs> were you in? Any, really. 
Were you in any other big clubs, like the first or second year? <laughs> I was in a lot of things. I don't remember. It does I seem, was, it does I seem was, like a long time ago. Yeah, I think I was in FMIG, iHeal, I did PNC, <laughs> I did iStop, I did LMSA, SACNAS. I have a list. You know, we've never talked about PNC on the podcast. That is the Phillips Neighborhood Clinic where med students and pharmacy students and like they all volunteer to help take care of um, low-income, uninsured uh, persons in southern Minneapolis. Is that right? Is that a good summary? Yep. Great summary. That's a great summary. So, but... Oh, keep going. Although I would love to talk about PNC, I would much rather want to talk about our notable characteristics <laughs> <laughs> yes that's what i'm talking about you heard the man santana i'd love to hear your notable <laughs> characteristics lorenzo lorenzo should we have santana go first i think so i mean i am the guest right yeah he calls the shot santana why don't you share one of them uh i'm pretty sure that the hosts call the shots <laughs> <laughs> Santana, Lorenzo Santana was literally telling me before Pod that he wrote like nine of them, and he's gonna—they're <laughs> all bad. He's gonna have fac- our faculty advisor try to tell him which ones are good. <laughs> Dude, uh, Santana, just give us one. Give us one. Never. Give us one. Oh, I'll give you one. Here's one that I put on the list. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna pull it up, so I'm just gonna go based yeah, on memory. Based on memory. So these are our notable char- characteristics. Are uh summation of who we are as people we get three bullet points maximum of two sentences <laughs> here's one of mine <laughs> santana loves podcasts <laughs> he uh created a podcast where he discusses being a medical student that's it that's one of them, though. That's, that's one of them. That's on the list. That's good. We'll see what the advisor says. I Maybe might, they can, uh, I might copy and paste that and put it right into my ERS. I feel like we could punch <laughs> it up a little bit. Yeah, I polished that up a little bit. <laughs> a uh, a podcast with <laughs> over five listeners. <laughs> Lorenzo, what's one of yours? Give us one of yours. Or do you already have them like polished up, ready to go? Not really. All right, give but, us a, uh, give us an unpolished one. An unpolished one, I put, Lorenzo likes to volunteer and teach Latino, Latinx children about medicine. That's going to be, that's going to play I'm, pretty I'm well. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't remember what I wrote. <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah. Like you, you Really, you know that the residency programs want you to say, like, Lorenzo... Likes to be underpaid and overworked. <laughs> <laughs> Lorenzo's notable characteristic. Likes working way too hard for way little money. <laughs> likes not seeing family for extreme periods of time. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a good science experiment. Put, just put three of those down. Yeah, Lorenzo. yeah, I mean, if I was a residency program, I'd be like, yeah, sign this guy up. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Oh my gosh. Lorenzo funny. is a warm body with an MD degree <laughs> who can survive Lorenzo on minimal is sleep. Skilled and epic. <laughs> <laughs> can write notes in less than one hour. 
Yeah, those are very notable. I like that. That's All right, a- Kevin, your turn. Big dog. Um, uh, oh, I had the I I can give one. Everyone knows it. I talked about being a dueling piano player as my pre- previous career. Let's I mean, hear the notable characteristic. You know, pre p- piano player, great entertaining. That's why patients love him because he just cracks jokes all the time. <laughs> kind of oh, like that. Yeah, kind of like that one. I like it. <laughs> um, all but- right, Lorenzo. So I just ran into you on the street and you lied to my face. Uh, <laughs> I do do that a lot, though. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. <laughs> um, but you told me that you're doing a one month rotation in infectious disease. Is that correct? Yep. You want to tell us a little bit about that, what the deal is, what infectious disease docs do? Yes. So infectious disease doctors deal with infectious diseases, right? Like your pneumonia, your UTIs, your septic shock, right? But really, really, and I'm going to summarize this, is they're more or less just worried about the antibiotics that you're using. At least that's what I'm seeing, in the hospital at least. Um, And it's been a pretty chill rotation because I get out at three. I get like one patient because we have eight people in in our team with like six patients overall. Um, So I leave early. I don't do much work. (laughs) The plan is like continue vancomycin (laughs) and all I... All I really have to do is copy forward the note and change the date, and then I'm done. <laughs> I love it. Are you are you actually learning a lot about antibiotics, or is it just kind of chill right now? Oh, no. We learn a lot. All the doctors are super nice and knowledgeable, and we do didactics, which is like the most fun that I get to do in my rotation. But it, it kind of solidified me wanting to do ID, so that's what I wanted from this rotation. Wow. Oh, that's that's actually pretty cool then. Yeah, I uh, being lazy and learning. <laughs> Bingo! <laughs> check, check. Put that on the notable characteristics. Lorenzo loves to be lazy. <laughs> I uh, so that does that mean you're going to do internal medicine residency and then a, an infectious disease fellowship? Yeah, at least that's the plan. That's the hope. Yep. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. My recommendation is stay at the University of Minnesota for residency. Just do every kind of schooling there at, at the University of Minnesota. Never leave. Yeah, why would you leave, dude? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm like David. I'm like, my family's here. <laughs> I like the school. I'm going to get overworked anywhere I go. Might as well do it here where I get free food from my mom. That's a great point. Definitely agree with that. Uh, are you? Do you? Do you live close to your mom? Does she live in the cities? No, she lives up north. I live in St. Paul. Oh, that's right. That's right. So the occasional free food, I guess. Oh, she'll drive down here and drop me off like a week's worth of food every week. Wow, wow, that's a pretty. Not that I ask her to. It's just that she she cries if I to- tell her not to. She cries. She'll be like, yeah, she'll be like, oh, you're all grown up now. You don't need your mom anymore. Like, mom, I literally just said, like, I can do my own laundry. <laughs> like, chill. It's not that hard. I guess that's her love language for you. I mean, sincerely, she probably just wants to do things for you as a way of saying, I love you. Can you do yeah, your own laundry? But, <laughs> uh, yes. I have those little pod things, Santana. Okay. Okay. 
This Can't is new. Throw, plop those in there. Turn it on. Things really changed during, you don't mess up. during COVID. Yeah, Lorenzo really grew up. I'm impressed. I, I ne- did. I never saw you cook anything either be- be- before COVID, the first two years of med school. Oh, well, I usually just do like uh, uh, carne asada. Santana knows what that is. Yeah. Um, that's that's like, usually what I cook. That sounds like, like really. a microaggression, Lorenzo, that I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mexican grilling. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Actually, one of the things I remember about you, Lorenzo, is didn't you bring in a ton, a ton of peppers into one of the study areas for our peers our first year? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And I remember I had to put a comment on Facebook, like, don't just eat them raw. <laughs> like, that is a dumb thing to do. <laughs> I, re- I remember Tom Sorensen grabbed one and ate it in front of my face to prove a point and then was dying. Oh, no. <laughs> poor Tommy. <laughs> oh, uh, no, poor dude. One time I bet Tom 50 bucks that he couldn't do a front flip off a sand dune and he broke his foot. So, <laughs> <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Tom's been known to do things just to prove a point. Oh boy! <laughs> respect. Yeah, we gotta respect <laughs> the game. <laughs> um, all right, so you know why you're on here, Lorenzo. You I, know what the deal is. We always are just looking for the controversial take. You know, something oh. spicy, something to get our blood pumping. <clears throat> How controversial? Because I got a lot of takes. <laughs> Maximum yeah. heat. We want. Uh, molten lava. Yeah, as controversial as deliver. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm gonna refute some other people's. Oh, uh, oh yeah. this takes. is perfect. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Alex Conway, when he said the hot dog is the most versatile <laughs> food item. Yep, I remember that. He is insane because <laughs> it is the taco, especially the American taco, where people just throw whatever they want on there. <laughs> Were we talking hard shell? Yeah, hard shell. Taco Taco Bell is the example that I'm going to use here. Like that isn't even Mexican food. That is just cheese and meat on that. Yeah, but it's so good. It's uh, good, Lorenzo. It's you're starting with like the lowest bar, though. That's an easy pickings. Hot dogs aren't the best food. I want you to refute something a little stronger than that. Okay. Yeah, what? what David. Yeah. yeah, David is. I'm not even going to. I, I'm not going to swear on this podcast. It's a family podcast. Yeah, it is. But his when he said that the state fair is overrated, that killed me. I yeah, cried. A little bit of you died inside. Exactly. Like, how can you say that with those million dollar tractors? Like, you just look <laughs> at those in awe. It's one of my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite shows at the state fair. My the dad, Christmas trees. Jerry Gale loves taking me there every year and saying, "This tractor is expensive. This tractor is expensive." <laughs> exactly the wheels. Like, look at that wheel. It's huge. Yeah, I don't know if you're making a strong argument for the state fair right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited milk, bottomless fries combo. That's a go-to. That is pretty good. That's hard to get other places. I agree with that. They have bottomless fries? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And unlimited milk for like a dollar. Well, milk prices have been going up. <laughs> I don't know if you've been there recently. <laughs> it's two bucks these days. I love it. So Alex Conway, out of his mind. David, uh, out of his mind. Well. <laughs> yes. If you're a, really into tractors and wheels, <laughs> then yeah, David is wrong. Dude, Santana, you just, don't, you just don't get it, bro. You just don't get it, They're bro. They're cool. Yeah. 
What are cool? Uh, Jillian, when she said, uh, what was it, Culver's is better than In-N-Out? Yep. I agree with that, but I think Popeye's, <laughs> <laughs> I think Popeyes is better than all of those. Yeah, but Popeyes doesn't sell hamburgers, do they? It's a sandwich. Same thing. Okay, well, we're in agreement that Popeye's chicken sandwich is the best. The best. It's how I know that God loves me. Exactly. I was about to say it's heaven on earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it truly like, is. I'm literally eating heaven. Yeah, I was, to, I was about to say four. it tastes like a prayer. So is that work? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My record is four after a Mickey wrote, uh, day. Oh, so, baby. Four Popeye's chicken sandwiches? Yep, in a row. Oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> Sincerely. It was great. <laughs> but that's not a it hot was... take because the three of us are in agreement, uh, agreement that Popeye's is the best. Yeah, well, these are his anti-takes. Yeah, oh, yeah, these are the Yeah, the these are refuted. Yeah, yeah for sure. Rebuttals. For sure. Okay, now for my hot take. Yes. I don't know if I should say this one. It's kind of controversial. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I think AOA should be, uh, well, the U should sever its ties with AOA. Wow. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Go on a rant. Kevin is fist pumping. Yeah, so. <laughs> you should see me right now. He's jumping for joy <laughs> over here. I mean, honestly, this shouldn't be a hot take because. AOA is just a terrible, terrible club, an elitist club, may I add, that has been known to be racist, right, nationally, maybe not the U, but nationally. So I think it's it's in better conscience than to try and change it by adding these dumb, like, um, what is it, like a diversity statement and different categories of how who to get people in. It's going to exclude people. That's what it's going to do. Go you have off. this binary system for no reason. Yes, queen. Absolutely no reason. <laughs> Go right? off, king. Just to exclude people and then have your peers vote for other peers, say it's anonymous, but if someone puts, "Hey, I was the 2022 class president." <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to I have 178 people that that could be, right? Yeah, okay. very anonymized. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, other med schools have severed their ties. Stanford, Harvard, a bunch of schools because they know it's it's stupid. Uh, oh, man. I am in love with you right now, Lorenzo. <laughs> yeah, Lorenzo, you might not know this, but this podcast is anti-AOA. This is an anti-AOA podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the very reasons you just laid out. Stanford, Harvard, Yale, Mayo, Michigan, CUNY. Texas. I mean, the the list goes on and, goes on, on, and on and on. Exactly. None of them on. And and I think what you're saying is is just so true, right? That it is elitist and exclusive because by definition, AOA says you can only have one sixth of the class, right? So by oh. definition, the AOA group is elitist and exclusive. Mm-hmm. Love exactly. It. It's called um, a normative assessment, right? It's limited to only one Ooh. sixth of the total class. Wow. Yeah, now it's based on <laughs> An random <essay>? categories. <laughs> yep. And judged by random peers. <laughs> yep. Um yeah. Lorenzo, uh 
Not controversial <laughs> enough. What's the next yeah, take? I, I kind of knew that was going to be non-controversial, so that's why I have my backup one. Oh, Let's go. Yes, Lorenzo. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the Eagles and ELO are better than the Beatles overall. Oh, I think you're talking about the football team for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Electric uh, Light the Orchestra? Santana. Yeah, the Eagles, the band. Uh, Lorenzo, here's an important question. Oh, no. Go on go on a rant first. Tell me why. Why? Because the Beatles suck. <laughs> I, <laughs> I literally, I tried to listen to their songs, and I'm like, these songs just suck. Like, the lyrics suck. <laughs> the tunes, they just don't stand, like, the test of time. It's just terrible music, right? Yeah. Um, and then I listened to, like, the Eagles and ELO, and I'm, like, transported into Popeye's heaven, you know? <laughs> Can you imagine a better scenario eating a Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich, listening to Hotel California guitar mm-hmm. solo? I mean, come on. There's nothing better than that. <laughs> there this, is a, this is a spicy take because I think worldwide, uh, more people than any anyone else would say the Beatles is the best band in the world. Yeah, but, you know... That would be a, a good argument, but also only like what forty percent of Americans are vaccinated. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you can't trust general consensus. Exactly. Right? So worldwide, people are dumb. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. I love this take. This is this is getting me going, uh, Lorenzo. My, I'm here to say the Beatles is my favorite band. What do you think oh, about that? Oh, God. I hate you. I literally hate you. That's how America works. We're yeah, enemies. You're right. If we, argue, <laughs> if we disagree on something, you just severe hate. Exactly. Get what? ready to be roasted on Twitter. What if I... <laughs> get ready to get canceled. What if I were to send you five of my favorite Beatles songs, lesser known Beatles songs... That, Deep cuts. That'll, that, ...that sound like the Eagles and ELO, and so I know you'll like them. I would... Probably, they would probably have enough of a shot of me opening them as the JAMA articles that Armand sends me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Armand blindsided. (laughs) I love, these are hot takes. He's not even here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, you know when I first met Armand, he yeah. sent me a, a he sent me I think it was an NEJM or whatever article about like blood pressure management, <laughs> and all I did was I, I emailed him back. I'm like, thank you, bro. <laughs> this is like during Welcome Week. <laughs> no, this was when we were scribes. Oh. Like, what am I gonna do with this? Oh no! Oh my gosh, so funny. All right, well, I will. I'll, I won't send. I'll send my favorite top Beatles song, and you can feel free to ignore it and just say, thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to it with hate. Um, Lorenzo, I love the Eagles, though. Uh, Santana, have you seen the Netflix documentary? Nope. It's three hours long. It's called The Eagles. No way. Lorenzo, have you seen it? Have I seen it? I watched it four times in undergrad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, isn't it just amazing? It's so good. I, I mean, I agree with you. I think the Eagles is one of the top bands. You got, you got three lead singers in that, right? You got, I know. I mean, you got Don Henley, one of the, the voice of gold, right, playing the drums. You got beautiful Glenn Fry. Is that his name, Glenn Fry? 
Glenn oh, Fry, also yeah. a lead singer. Rest when in you, peace. Yep, rest or uh, rip, no doubt about mm -hmm. it. Rip. Mm -hmm. Also lead singer. And then who's the bassist? Um, uh, oh, gosh. Who also sang like uh, you know he was like he the lead sings, singer. Yeah, he sings. Um, uh, what's it called? God, it's, he, he has like the very high, like he can yes. sing falsetto. He's a tenor, great falsetto. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Timothy uh, B. Schmidt? No, he's the that's the current one. We're talking about Randy Meisner, my man. Duh. The, oh. the OG bassist. Okay. Yeah. So is he the one that sings Long Run? He sings Take It to the Limit. Oh, yeah. With the yeah, super high. Song. Uh, Lorenzo, oh, man, I, am, I agree with you wholeheartedly about the Eagles. I think you'd love the Beatles though if you gave it a chance, but I've given them a chance. They have three good songs. That's it. Wow. Which ones? Yellow Submarine? <laughs> <laughs> no, the only popular ones. Like, like Hey Jude. Hey Jude. Oh, Come yeah. together. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. You can't hits. go wrong with those. The hits. Okay. Good takes. I like them all. AOA sucks. Yeah, trash. Ass. Beatles terrible. <laughs> Overrated for sure, no doubt. <laughs> Pretty good stuff. Okay, anything else before we let you go? Or I mean, I think you brought, you've saved our podcast. Our first segment was garbage, <laughs> like the Beatles. You've really turned it around for us. Anything else? Oh yeah, reading, kind of overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Remember, like, whenever anybody says like, "Oh, I read like three hundred books in a, in like." A month or whatever i'm not impressed it's a waste of time i i mean we're anti-aoa apartment we are also anti-reading <laughs> thank you dude i would i would much see when someone finishes a book i'm like i could have watched like maybe two different animes in the same amount of time <laughs> i could have learned the power of friendship okay yeah i agree i agree with you so you don't read I, the last book, <laughs> the last book I read was in high school, and it was that really sad one by, uh, like the boy in the striped pajamas. Oh, and then I was oh, like, you God. know what, reading sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a tough one to end on. <laughs> <laughs> last memory of a book. <laughs> Dang, I love that's another hot take. We got three freebies plus a couple rebuttals. Yeah, wow. See. Lorenzo, this is why you're an S tier guest. Yeah, S tier. S tier. Dang, is yeah. that good? Yeah, what? yeah. yeah. <laughs> On Smash Brothers rankings, you're your top S tier. Yeah. Armand oh. D tier. Armand's Dude, never Armand been on. Is, Armand is. Armand uh, is. What's the name of the guy? The guy with the Pikmin. Uh. Oh, he, he's uh, he's the name? dog. He's the duck? dog in that duck that hunt. Game. Yeah, duck, <laughs> duck hunt. <laughs> <laughs> wow no doubt no doubt and you're Mewtwo <laughs> S tier oh. alright Lorenzo thanks for saving our podcast I well um, I guess I'm gonna go not study <laughs> love to hear it we'll see you out there in the hospital picking antibiotics making pro moves <laughs> yep Right. Continue, continue, Vancomycin. Appreciate Rex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll catch you later. All right, bye. See you, dude. Oh my gosh! Wow, we got him. 
<laughs> the white whale. The white whale. <laughs> they said it could never be done, but your come, boy, Kevin, the co-host. You continue to amaze. <laughs> um, I can't believe it. I literally ran into him. Haven't seen this man in yeah a year. Yeah, pre-COVID. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you gotta come on the pod. He's like, nah, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, we already been texting at that point, so he knew. He lied to your face. Yeah, I'm used to it. (laughs) Wow, that was great. Shout out, Lorenzo. Congratulations on loving infectious disease. Yeah, that's awesome. Knowing residency, fellowship. That's pretty pretty unique. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, Also, I mean, literally best hot takes ever, I think. Yeah, he brought the heat. He rebuttal all of them. Yep. <laughs> and then bringing some of his of his own. You'll love it. You'll love be, to see it. It's going to be hard to beat. Setting a high bar. Very high. <laughs> Maybe we should end the podcast over this episode. This is the grand finale. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> okay, what's next? Um, What is next on the podcast? I always forget. Kevin's Corner? Could be. I'm going to regret this. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to regret this. You know, okay, Kevin's Corner. Hit the sounder one more time. So, Kevin's Corner. Lorenzo kind of touched on it. Uh-oh. It was a great segue into, into Kevin's Corner. Okay. Remember when he said one of his notable characteristics is that he likes to be overworked and underpaid? Of course. <laughs> This yes, is great. I do. You're in charge of the Sounders during Kevin's Corner. I don't have that many. Um, do you remember, Santana? This is Kevin's Corner. Do you remember in like the first three weeks of med school, we had an ER doc come and give us um, a bunch of lectures on like um, basically how to improve hospital systems, patient care systems, root cause analyses, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think it was name is was Nate. He was an emergency department. Yeah, doctor. at Hennepin, and and literally within the first three weeks, he said, "Oh, here's a fun fact for you: the 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 hour limit for residents in America is eighty. Do you guys remember? Do you remember what the European hour limit was? He told us this first three weeks. No, I don't remember <laughs> long, that. Long time ago, right? It was someone like." Between 40 and 50, basically. Okay, like a normal job. Like a normal job, yeah. But like that was their hour limit in many European countries for oh. residency. Whereas in America, it was unlimited for a long time. Right. And then like in the late 90s, it got changed to 80, right? Mm-hmm. But um, me being in the ICU, in the medicine ICU for the last month, same as you. Yep. You didn't see it. You weren't working with any of the residents, right? I was working no. with the residents. and. I mean, I can say without a doubt that all these residents were going over 80 hours a week. Right. Um, it's it's simple math to do, right? When they're putting in greater than 12 hours for five days a week plus a sixth day, right? That's not quite 80. <laughs> How about this? The overnight week where they're working 14-hour shifts times seven Oh boy, my times tables. <laughs> Dude, my times table. That's ninety-eight hours for you. I'll do the math. That's a lot of hours. That's more than eighty. Uh, I think so. And I remember when he said this, this ER doc in the first year, 
I was like, whoa, is that true? I was just so naive about this. So I Googled, and I found a really interesting article written in The Atlantic. And we know The Atlantic is known for their long essays, well-researched. So I wanted to read some of this from you, because it's stuck in my mind for the past three years. But it kind of comes and goes. I forget it. And then I go work in the uh, med ICU, right, medical ICU, and I see these residents working their butts off. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some knowledge from this Atlantic article. All right, I'm ready. See what you think. I want you to comment, reflect. Um, You ready for this? Yes, sir. Um, Okay, so uh, the vast majority of doctors, these are the non-residents, these are the attendees, right, who finished residency, finished fellowships. The vast majority of doctors work fewer than 60 hours a week after they complete their training. Um, Overall, residents typically work more than twice as many hours annually as their peers in other white-collar professions, such as attorneys and corporate law firms. Um, Oh, here it is. In Europe, by contrast, residents are subject to a maximum work week of 48 hours. Wow. Um, So doesn't that just say a lot right there? Like, the doctors who are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. are choosing to work less than 60. Right. And yet, as residents, we have no choice, and we are assigned to work up to 80, sometimes more, sometimes there. What are your thoughts? Uh, it's, uh, you know, I don't like to think about this because that's going to be us in one year it's a buzz right it's a that's a great way to put it it's a huge (laughs) buzz and this is going to next year is going to be it would be extremely painful (laughs) for you for me and you that didn't work out (laughs) great yeah uh but yeah it's like it's a it's a i mean it's a terrible system right for the trainees and you're basically locked into doing it one of the reasons you're locked into doing it is because of the match right mm-hmm. we are we go interview at a bunch of hospitals and we are not allowed to negotiate hours pay work conditions vacations health insurance any of that stuff right because it's a match program we are assigned to a hospital and you can't try to go another place nope and what that destroys, a lot of this Atlantic article is talking about how that destroys the free market. Yeah. Um, in the free market, you can interview at a lot of places, and you can say, oh, I was offered $80,000 here, but I want to come to your company because it's better conditions. Right. I'll work your place for 70000 or whatever, right? any negotiations. That is destroyed by the match program. Right. Uh, the match was originally intended just to make the the simplific- simplification for, the, for all the hospitals and, and and uh med students yeah but when it was initially implemented i think in like the 50s no 60s, idea 70s? I mean, it's probably in the article but in the mid uh 20th century yeah it was implemented initially and there were huge protests from medical students because just like you're saying it removed all bargaining power yep. or collective bargaining power that medical trainees had yep just out of, out of the blue. Out of the blue. It was like one year you would go, you would interview at like your local hospital. Yep. I would go interview at Hennepin or... Uh, like a normal North job. Memorial. And it'd be like, hey, you guys should bring me on as a trainee, as a resident. 
I'll work really hard. I love medicine. <laughs> I'm still going to do the same thing, but I would get offers from the different hospitals yeah. and then I would be able to pick the best one. Right. It was in 1952. You were right. Oh, uh, I should have so, my guns. And also, switching to the match, screwed over applicants from Puerto Rico. They were cut out. Yep. I think they're, I don't know if they're still cut out, actually. Um, and applicants from Canada were cut out as well because um, they used to be able to just come over to the United States, apply for a job. Right. Free labor market. And now it's the backbone incredibly of America. difficult. Exactly. And I guess I don't know what the state of international medical grads was in the 1950s, but those folks are so far behind the ball in the current program. Yeah. Current match program. Yeah. Their match rates for people who people who have graduated from medical school, finished some residency or internship training, most likely done uh, extensive research, clinical or translational, their match rates are still abysmal. Extremely low, like less than 10%. Right. And these are like the most qualified doctors outside of the United (laughs) States in the world. Um, So anyways, we're going to keep going though. So you think to yourself, well, well, sounds like the match is pretty much illegal, right? It's like uh, destroying a, a labor market, which is illegal under a lot of the federal laws. I mean, so in 2002, a group of residents brought a lawsuit challenging the, the match as, quote, an illegal contract or conspiracy in restraint of trade or commerce, commerce in violation of the federal antitrust laws. And uh, guess what happened right away? They lost? Nope. Before it could go into the courts, um, the AAMC lobbied Congress to uh, immediately enact legislation immunizing medical training programs from antitrust liability. So the National Organization, the AAMC, what does that stand for? Uh, <laughs> Academy of American Medical Colleges, something like that. Um, they said, "Oh no, we'll lose this case in courts because it is illegal." Right. Instead, we will pay tons of money mm-hmm. to lobby Congress to write uh, a law that says, "Oh, they are exempt from the antitrust laws." And that right. was in two thousand two. Right. <laughs> you hate to see it. Um. I'll keep going though. Some more highlights from the Atlantic. And the 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 problem is also additionally an additional problem yes. is that medical trainees are you know theoretically going to be very high income earners. And so they're to like the general public, they're part of like the elite, right? You're right. They're working in white collar jobs. Yep. So it's not a very sympathetic group when it comes to like labor or antitrust or um like unionization no because they're just like a few years removed or we're like a few years right. removed from being it's making the top a ton of money 10 percent of yeah of income class but for those three to seven years you're legitimately having your labor exploited yeah exactly um but it would hard to yeah like you're saying it'd be hard to get a national movement that's saying residents need to pay, pay paid more because no one has like sympathy that doctors need right. more money, right? We are lumped into the whole doctors. Exactly. And everybody that's come before us is like, 
of the mindset that is so common, like, oh, I did it, you guys should have to do it, right. or I did it, you guys can do it. And everybody, the majority of people that are in our position or in the position of a residence of a resident are of the mindset that this is like, this is how it goes. This is how it is. This is how it always has been. This is how it has to be. Yeah. And, you know, that's how it is. No, ch- no changes. Right. Institutional uh, 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 inertia. Inertia. Love it, dude. Great, great hot drop words. Um, what else? <laughs> Thank you. This article goes on to cite so many articles that show in like JAMA, New England Journal of Medicine, mm-hmm. that show the 80-hour limit is uh, consistently... Uh, just not followed by yeah. residency programs. No doubt, it's um, it's put out there. It's supposed to be followed, and it consistently is not followed. Um, and and this isn't just about the medical residents, right? It's about patient care. Right. If you work more than twenty four hours, patient care is going to go down. Like any person with a brain can tell you that. Right. Right. Uh, medical or. Medical residents, I was just reading about this. I don't have the exact stats, but medical residents after working a 24-hour shift are like 30% more likely to get into a car accident or have a moving violation. Right. Because when you're sleep-deprived, you're not functioning as a normal, um, alert, and oriented person. 100%. And like that's you driving your car. That's a pretty rote, memorized... Yes, thing that people that's do not complex medical decision making exactly <laughs> <laughs> you don't have somebody's health in your uh in your hands so um, i guess you do kind of you have your own but uh it goes on to say why what's the what's the solution for people like you and i the only solution is to unionize and and demand better changes from your employer which is what is something we can do mm-hmm. but just like the 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 details of trying to do that. It says right now, currently only 10% of residents are kind of part of a union. Yeah. Um, which is tiny, right? Yeah. Uh, because it's like so much time, money and energy to organize a union, to be part of a union. Right. And if you're working 100 hours a week, what are the things that you lack time, energy and money? Right. Exactly. So it's a real pickle. And, and the other thing is, you're a resident for three years, and then you're out. Like it's a it's a constant turnover. Right. That union is not going to have the um, like institutional memory required to be successful. You know, you're going to be starting over. Basically, I mean, I don't know the deets, but I would imagine that there's going to be a big portion of onboarding starting over every july when the new residents when the new interns start right you have to explain why this union's important etc cetera, etc cetera, right yeah um so anyways but it really remind me of that after the you know mcu the medicine icu yeah because these residents were just overworked underpaid um especially the first year residents mm-hmm. so, you know they work the most right and then you on top of that is all the not imposter syndrome but just plain and simple inexperience right and so you're like the the steepest learning curve is when you're expected to to work the most sleep the least not talk like lorenzo like joked about it like oh not talk to family for extended periods of time Mm -hmm. but then i always think about dr ross i talked about my my therapist all the time about this 
and he, you know, he's he's been kind of like being on, about the serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled that up too, right? May may I find serenity to accept the things I cannot change, right? That's the first part. These are things we can't change, right? I mean, I can't go into my first year residency and try to form a union. I guess. Do you think so? I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't think first year residents are capable of forming a union. 100%. I agree with that. Um, Courage to change the things I can. So maybe one day later on in our career, we can change things. Mm -hmm. Right. But right now it's the serenity. And then the third part of that is wisdom to know the difference. And so this all goes back to like so much of this is frustrating. I didn't know this before medicine, but at some point you just have to say, okay, I just have to work hard and try to be positive for a year or two years until I am in a position to maybe make a change. Right. So I don't know. What are your thoughts, dude? I mean, my thoughts are that it's a pickle. <laughs> it's a terrible. It's a terrible situation because you're locked in because of the match. Yep. You forfeit your rights to. You basically have a non-compete uh, clause. Yep. Forfeit your rights to do to work in any of the hospital. Yada yada yada. Also, as we talked about previously on this podcast, on average you have 150k. N- Dollars of debt? $200,000 was the average. 200K debt on average? Yep. Weighing you down. Um, you spent the last eight years in school preparing yourself to be a doctor. You have, I mean, I guess you have other marketable skills. <laughs> but if it were me, I have no other marketable skills. 100%. Right. Um. Become, I mean, you got a great podcast voice. That's true. Don't discredit that. I have one other marketable <laughs> skill, uh, and your and it's like so much other stuff with medical tra- with medical school, medical training, where it's just like you just keep going. There's no time to there's no time to do anything but like kind of complain and reflect on it. There's no time to uh, try to make that change. And as we're seeing, like, there's not really, they, like, a bunch of people tried 20 years ago. Right, right. And, you know, there's just more powerful groups that. Yeah, more powerful uh, groups with more money and more time. Yeah, that profit hugely off of the status quo. Right. Um, So it's a pickle is how I would describe it. It's a pickle for sure. Um, How do you, when you talk to Franny about this, how do you end, like, these thoughts? Because I'm sure you talk to Franny about this kind of stuff. Like, how do you. Make peace with it. Uh, or how do you get to that point of serenity? Um, I guess it's it's pretty similar um, in that uh, I know that I can only control how I react mm-hmm. to this situation. Um which is really, unf- you know, I mean, that's it at the end of the day. Right. Um, all I can do is, you know, not be depressed about it. Yeah. 
yeah. and be like, you know, I knew it was going to be a lot of work. Yep. It's going to be a lot of work. Yep. Um, but, uh, but, um, this is what I wanted to do. Right. Right. And as we read, or as I brought up, it'll be worth it once we're docs. Right. Right. We can choose how many hours we work. Right. We can choose salary. Right. Those are, those are things. And we'll be doing something that is rewarding at that point. Right. And I guess, I guess the other thing is like, we are going to be working 80 to 100 hours a week. Um, but like you always say, like Charlie Resnikoff told us, we're going, going to be so incredibly overtrained and overqualified by the time we finish our residency. I mean, I'm seeing it with, I'm working now with a cardiology fellow who just finished his residency a month ago. Right. Three years of residency, internal medicine. And this man is a pro. Yeah. Nothing phases him. He like immediately, it's, um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Anyways. And the reason why there are people coming from other parts of the world to train in the United States, why there's so many of these, uh, international medical grads that are, you know, going against the odds to try to get into these spots is that the training program here is, or the training programs here in the United States are like some of the best in the world. Right. Like kind of across the board. Yep. Um, so even if it's, I mean, so we are going to be at the end of the, at the end of the road, we're going to be very good at our jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that does maybe give you some peace. Yeah. Got to find peace somehow, right? So that yeah. if that's one way to do it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pickle, no <laughs> doubt about a pickle. it. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, we already talked. Did we talk about medical school? How that's a pickle before <laughs> every pod. <laughs> Remember, uh, if I won the Powerball tomorrow, I would start a medical school. Okay, that's yep. the first thing I would do. <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, I would love it. Centralized preclinical curriculum. Yes, you get it. No <laughs> night shifts. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, thanks for talking about that. I don't think that's us complaining about it. I think that's just, you got to process this. I mean, it definitely is complaining. But I mean, you're allowed to complain about stuff that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I took a meditation class that said, try to remove any negative like thoughts or complaints from you and like you you will start thinking more positively. Right. But I still think it's important just to talk about this. Yeah, for sure. So anyways, that's Kevin's corner. Well, what a <laughs> I feel like the kids are cheering right now. What a buzz. All right, let's uh when I think about uh residency, I'm going to regret this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> Uh, when I think about those work hours. <laughs> okay, how much time do we got? We got to wrap this up soon, right? Well, we have one more segment, don't we? Always, dude. You know what it is? I think so. I think so, too. Let me hit the sounder that I always play before every time we go into the mailbag. Here we go. Give it up for the folks in gray. Some applause for the postal service. Pick it up, gotta beat the clock. Pick it up, cause the pressure's on us. Letters flying around the world. 
The little ones are depending on us. Snow nor sleet nor frozen feet <laughs> will cause this gang to fail. That's it. That's it. Oh I my can tell God, you're getting impatient. <laughs> All right, it's the mailbag. Oh. <laughs> Pop open that bag. Read oh, some yeah, of the yeah. mail. Will you uh, open the bag for me uh, real quick, please? Sure. Uh, and there you pa- go. Pass over a piece over here. Yep. <laughs> here's a here's a question from R. Gottlieb. Oh, O R. Here's the question for the mailbag. <laughs> Why do you do the mailbag segment? <laughs> uh, I feel like. We normally say why we get tons of fan mail. Yep, every day it's pouring in. Our PO box is overflowing. Yep, and we got to go through them. We can't we, just let the mailbag. Yeah, that would be rude. Be right now. What? We can't let the mailbag just overflow. Oh yeah, and not no. address the mailbag question. Exactly. The people are sending in questions. They want to know our thoughts, our opinions. Okay, here's a real. Here's real mad bag. That was from that was from R. O R. Does R um, does R listen to the podcast? Uh, um, does anyone listen to the podcast? <laughs> Lorenzo apparently did. He did his homework. <laughs> he did his homework. Um, I'll bring this one up because uh because it's uh on the topic of AOA. One of okay. the hot takes. Is there a big barrier to getting um a statement passed, which would encourage administration to discontinue um, their support of AOA. Having some trouble reading there, <laughs> my dude? Well, it's a long question, so I'm editing it down. Paraphrasing. Is uh, there a big barrier to getting a statement passed that would encourage the administration to stop their support of AOA? Yeah, no doubt. There's a, yeah, it would never, I don't think we would ever get. I think that if we put it out, we would maybe approach 50% of the class would sign it. Right. Um, but student council, on the other hand, only needs 50% for, of somebody to vote yes on something to get it passed, a statement. Hmm. And so I'm going to try this week. Have you tried this in the past? No. Oh. Nope. It's been... On the back burner. Uh, it's been on the back burner, and every class before us has had more support of AOA. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. But the class of 2023 is mostly against it. Class of 2024 is mostly against Let's it. Let's go. And so I think... Um, Love the, time, the Zoomers. The time is nigh. <laughs> the time is nigh? <laughs> I'll start with that on Wednesday. <laughs> um, that's the barrier, though. Trying to get fifty percent of student council members to say we want to support this statement against AOA, right? Um, but for all the reasons Lorenzo brought up and all the reasons I've brought up, it's yeah. important too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, people obviously have their own self interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you is can't fair. Can't hate the the player, hate the game. Exactly. And so that's why there would be such opposition because getting that AOA is very important for people who are pursuing certain careers. Right. Um, But like Lorenzo said, it's a, it's a racist 
group. If the outcome is racist, then I would say it is a racist group. Pretty spot on right there. Uh, I think that's called critical race theory. Oh, dang. You've been doing too much reading, so I would say Lorenzo. <laughs> Somebody's been reading. <laughs> I'm going to splice up that. I hate reading. <laughs> Put that on the podcast. <laughs> uh, that's a mailbag segment, though. You know, I didn't... Uh, I just had... We had so many letters, I didn't want to sift through them all, so I just reached for the top one. That's okay. That's a good question. Yeah, there would be a little bit. Yeah, um, big beer. But it's totally understandable, I think. Yeah, exactly. We understand why our peers... Would do it, unfortunately. Anyways, I'll play the the mailbag segment one more time. Okay, eat well, up twenty another thirty seconds, thirty seconds to a minute. Of I'll this uh, go in the other room. <laughs> Give it up for the folks in That's green. Kermit. Some applause you can tell. for the postal service. Pick it up, gotta beat the clock. I don't know which Muppet Pick that it up, is. Cause the pressure's on us. Letters flying around the That's world. That's Gonzo. The little ones are depending on us. Snow nor That's sleep, the big nor monster, whatever his name is. Cause this gang to fail. Cool. <laughs> That's the mailbag. Cool. Cool. <laughs> All right. One last shout out. Always. Do you want to do it? Chuck Levin's Washington Music Center in D.C. Adam Levin is one of the owners. Go support our man. This podcast material is so good. We salute you. What's the called the 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 sound stuff? ASMR. The reason we can do ASMR is because of Chuck Levin's Washington Music Center. Yeah. Give us an ASMR real quick. Just at least one, just to show off Chuck Levin's. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> If you guys want to hear more ASMR, <laughs> write in. Write in. <laughs> Slide in the DMs. Tweet us. <laughs> All right. That's the end of the show. That's the end of the podcast. For like sure. we say every week, a, a bird, bird in the hand, hand is worth two in the bush. bush. See ya.